Welcome to Northwest Prime, where we bring Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com. And be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365, for more great interviews and shows. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today. My guest today is Chef Pierre Chiam celebrity chef and best-selling author. You might remember him when he competed against Bobby Flay on Iron Chef America, and he's out with his new cookbook, Senegal, and it shares a taste of Africa and its traditions, many of which we may or may not know have been incorporated around our American culinary tables for many, many years. So I think we have him on the line right now. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on, and let's see if I have him. Hi, Pierre. Are you there? Hello, Laurie. Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. I will tell you, it's such a beautiful, beautiful cookbook that you've produced. You can just see the love for Senegal that that you have in it. And I wanted you to kind of share with everybody a little bit of your background and, 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 and share with us Senegal. Well, Senegal is a country that's located in the west coast of Africa, most western coast of Africa. It's uh, bordered by the Atlantic Ocean and the south of the Sahara Desert. So it's a semi-desertic country in the northern part. And the southern part is more lush and tropical. So I was born in Dakar. Dakar is the capital city of Senegal. It's a very urban, hip city, uh, more like a hub that you'd see a melting pot of different uh, nationalities from the French who used to be our colonizers to the Lebanese community. We even have a Vietnamese community. So Dakar is very, very cosmopolitan. And I I lived in Dakar until um, I did a couple years at university. I was a student at uh, um, Dakar University, a physics and chemistry student. And I left after a strike that um, were compromising the, the the school year. So I was um, I had to uh, pursue my studies, and I found a, a university here in Ohio. It's actually a college, Baldwin Wallace College. And I was coming here with a student visa to go to this college. Arrived in New York. To make a long story short, I I was stuck in New York, and I'm still in New York. Found a job in a restaurant, and. Next thing you know, my whole life, of course, had changed. And I'm now, 26 years later, still uh, working in food. Isn't that something? It's a, it became really a, a life career for you. Indeed. And it wasn't uh, the plan, because coming from a culture where food is a gender-based activity, Senegal, like most of Africa, food, the kitchen belongs to women. So growing up, I never thought of cooking as a career choice. I was immersed into food because it's a big, it's a very, very big part of our culture. Food is like great food is is part of our daily, uh, is part of our life on a daily basis. And every moment in Senegal, 
is uh, is, is accompanied with food. It is like uh, from name birthing ceremonies to all the way to the funerals. There's food activity that's uh, or, or special meals that are that are coming with it. So food was a big part of it growing up. But I, as a man, I couldn't think of it as a career until I arrived to New York and got this just accidental job in a restaurant. And uh, as a busboy, the, the chef in that restaurant gave me a chance to enter the, the kitchen, and I realized that it wasn't just a woman thing. As a matter of fact, there was only men in that kitchen. And so I started as a, as a dishwasher in that kitchen and grew up to become a prep cook. And from prep cook, I became a salad and garde manger, from garde manger to the grill, from grill to the sauces and sous chef. And next thing you know, I was chef de cuisine, and I'm still cooking. That is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You know, this uh, cookbook, and I even hesitate to even call it a cookbook because it's so much more than that. Um, I had a dinner party this weekend, and just as a test, I put out several cookbooks um, out on the counter for people just to kind of look through as we were talking and eating. And by far, by far, Pierre, Yours was overwhelmingly the one that everybody wanted to look through and were fascinated by, and the photos and the recipes and the commentary. There's just so much more than just, you know, um, what you would think of the old school cookbook type of thing. And what, what we were all talking about as we were eating and drinking some wine was really how similar people in Senegal were eating at a, at a kind of a basic level to kind of how we were eating, especially here in the Northwest, mussels, crab, oysters, all of this that was incorporated into the food, just like how we eat here, but, but with, a, with a very um, new twist for us with, with your spices and, 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 and the color and the way that you served it. But, and it was so familiar with just like what you were saying, families coming together, friends coming together around the table and food and, and how important it was uh, and is in Senegal for families to come together every day for a meal and discuss the day. And, and it, it was just very refreshing to see not only that, um, what we would think of a Western way of life, but absolutely um, that these were the, the, the same necessities in, in, in African families. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Food is, a, uh, like you said, it's, it's a unifying uh, moment, and every meal is is that moment in Senegal where everything stops, family comes together, and friends, you know, it's at, at lunchtime, the streets of Dakar, where I grew up, are, are empty because everyone is home, and we eat around the bowl. We eat—that's our tradition. We eat around the bowl, sitting on the, on a straw mat, and uh, that's also very symbolic. Just because there's always room for someone around the bowl, there's always room for a new guest, for for the unexpected guest. You make just you just move around and, and allow that new person to come. That's, that's, a, that's an, an ancient tradition. In Senegal, we believe that when you share your food, your bowl will always be plentiful. So that's one way for, for us to, to, to celebrate what we call teranga. Teranga is the word for hospitality. 
and um, and it's much more than hospitality. It's our way of life. It's the thing that we value the most. Is sharing the food, and uh, you you would be in Senegal at at the meal time. Even if you unexpected, people will invite you to come and share the food with them, because that's a deep belief that uh, we 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 get blessings from the the unexpected guests by him coming him or her coming and sharing the food with you. You get blessings, and and yes, I I realize that's a universal um, uh, value. You you have it in the northeast, like you say in Seattle. And we have much more in common in Seattle as well because the seafood, like you said, the crabs and the the mussels and and the 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 the, the, the fish, is all part of our daily diet. That's the protein that you'd see in a daily basis in Senegal. The the, the seafood because Senegal is completely um, almost surrounded by water. Particularly Dakar, the the capital city, is like a peninsula that's completely like wherever you look in Dakar, you see the ocean. So fresh fish coming every day it comes fresh it also comes fermented it's another way of presenting the fish we ferment the conch we we dry the fish all that to bring an, another added flavor another layer of like um, intensity the umami flavor that comes into our cuisine you taste it in senegalese cuisine as well well it's an adventure really in food and what I noticed when we were all looking at the uh, cookbook was it was a learning experience for us as well. And we're learning about that culture, and we're comparing it to our culture, and finding that there was just so much that we had in common, whereas we might have thought of Africa as a place of scarcity where food was hard to come by been to see this cookbook and opened our mind and our souls to this fantastic adventure of going really to Senegal from right in our own home in Seattle. Mm, I'm glad you, you, you're saying that because this was the whole idea of writing this book. I wanted the book, I wanted the book to be more than just a, a recipe book. I think it wouldn't do justice to our approach to food. And it wouldn't be do justice to the reader as well, because I wanted the reader to 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 be able to travel through the book. We've been working on it for several years. Me and Evan Sung, the photographer, and Jan Sit, who co-wrote it with me. And this was the 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 exactly what you just said. The the goal was to 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 impact the reader just like that, so that they can see how we we value food. But uh, through the food, they can just discover. This Africa that's completely different than the one that's portrayed in the media. You know, it's not a continent of scarcity. It's actually abundance, and we saw uh, there's so much abundance that we 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 share it. You know, again, and there's a, a a quote how we value wealth by how we share, not by how much we have. This is just a, a one way of 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 approaching life. That's how. I wanted this book to reflect it, to reflect the, the vibrancy, the life, the, the love, you know, because there's so much love in the way we eat too, because when we, we share food around the bowl, it's seen as an act of love, it's seen as an act of trust to the people who are sitting around the bowl with you. Well, culinary is such a demanding profession. I wanted to ask you, how did you even find the time to put such a beautiful, beautiful book, book together. together. Well, I, I took the time. <laughs> you 
It took the time. It's just uh, something you you really need to do if you, especially if you're cooking Senegalese cuisine. I I, I turned off everything, restaurant activities, and uh, and traveled to Senegal many times with the photographer Evan, and we went from north to south, and and we just took the time. It was a labor of love. It's like slow food, which is the way we cook in Senegal. It's really slow food, and we let it simmer, and then. You, we we just put it off for a moment, just see how the ingredients will will blend together, and that's how the the book was coming together. The book, in a way, wrote itself. There were so many things that I wanted to talk about in the book, and uh, I had to to take the time for that. And that's I'm so happy I did take that time. Now and, ready and to so go are back. We. To, <laughs> thank you. Well. Are, are you finding that that Westerners in general are are they more are, are we more open to food experimentation now? Are our palates growing? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I I remember when I first arrived in uh, in the United States, it was late late eighties, and uh, New York City, which was already a vibrant food city, there was no such thing as. Uh, Sushi, for instance, I saw this Japanese food arrive in the in the 90s, in the mid 90s. You know, you could have Chinese and French at the time, and Italian. You know, and then the Indians came, and the Thai food arrived. So it's been there's an evolution. It's been evolving, and it's still evolving. I think furthermore now because of the the media craze around food, people are more also people are more conscious of, of the the way they eat. So this this is this bodes well for African food because of the fact that many of our ingredients are considered superfood, super ingredients. You know, very healthy, very you know, um, our grains, our greens, you know, our way of eating. African West African uh, diet is one of the most, if not the most, balanced diet in the world. You know, this is really a balanced diet that comprises grains and greens and and protein. You know, it's like and, and fruits, so, and it's always fresh. You know, the the our meats, our chicken, for instance, is always free range. That's how I grew up. The greens and vegetables are planted in the backyard, so it's all local. We eat local. We eat fresh. We go to the markets on a daily basis. So this is, you know, that's a way of eating that's very healthy and and nutritious. So all those different reasons, because of that, the media and the the, the health aspect of our food is just the reason why people would be more open to to our our food and people are more getting more open to our food and ready for that as well because uh, we're presenting it to them and so many of the foods that came from Africa to western culture originated and a lot of times we forget that in Africa mm-hmm. okra rice uh, black-eyed peas, kale, all, all of these things that, that you have in your cookbook, we have here now, and we've probably thought of them being indigenous, but really that they that they came from Africa. Exactly. That's true. That's actually during the slave trade, a lot of ingredients arrived, you know, like the ones you named, you know, rice, black-eyed peas, those are important crops now, especially when you go to southern cuisine and all the way to Latin America. And they're so important. They're part of our daily life. We take it for granted, not realizing that Africa has a part in it. They played a role, in it, a very important role in it. 
And another thing that I think people were surprised about this week when we were looking through the book was, I guess we didn't picture the African people liking desserts and like we like them in the West. And there's a whole section on desserts and a whole section on drinks. And, and again, it was just this experience of getting really to know the the, the people of Senegal, the people of West Africa, really through this book that is so much, so much more. And I really hope people get a chance to get out. It's available now and see it. It's vibrant. It's colorful. It's just, it's full of love. And you will learn so much. Just, I, I mean, I, I felt like I was really um, closed off of knowing information about people in, in Africa, and, and I thought I was pretty well up on it, but when I saw your book, it just introduced me to just open my eyes to so much more. It really was an adventure. Thank you. And it's available uh, on your website, and it's available through Amazon, and it's available where all cookbooks are sold yes. at this time, right here? Yes, indeed. It's available at & Noble, you know, pretty much around the country. And online. Well, the, the only thing that I can think about that that might um, stumble people up is some of the ingredients that we aren't kind of familiar with. Where's the best place when we're when we pick out a recipe that we want to try to find some of the ingredients? Well, exactly. Some of the ingredients uh, may look unfamiliar. I mean, there's not very many, very many of them to begin with. And those who you can't find, the book always offers some substitutions. And also, in addition with the substitutions, in the back of the room, there's a source page where you can get the, the, those ingredients online, you know, like, uh, for, for instance, Amazon. And uh, and if you live in cities like New York City or other uh, big cities, you also have some West African grocery stores where you can get those ingredients. But definitely anywhere you are in the world, you can get many of these ingredients online. Or you can just use any of the substitutes. You know, you can't find fonio. You can use quinoa or millet or couscous, for instance. Or you can't use more, you can have, find moringa, which is more and more available anyway now, but you can use, substitute it with spinach or you can substitute it with, uh, you know, colored greens. So it's really uh, nothing can stop you from having your Senegalese kitchen when you in, in the modern world right now. Well, I really appreciate, Pierre, you taking the time to come on and talk with us and sharing a taste of Africa with us and really letting us see Senegal through your eyes. And it's um, it's a fantastic book. It's going to make a great gift if, if if people are looking for something. The holidays are coming up. This is a fantastic place to start. And I just it's it's as much a, a beautiful picture book as, as it is a a recipe book. And it's an adventure really for your taste buds and your mind and your soul. And thank you again for coming on. And thank you for bringing this this cookbook Senegal to us because there's nothing like it in the marketplace. Nothing. Mm, thank you. As well, that's uh, the the book I wanted to read about, about Senegal. So it wasn't there. I said, let me write it. Well, it's absolutely beautiful. Jennifer did a, a really good job. Um, Jennifer helped you with that, and the photography by Evan Sung was, I mean, spot on. He just did a fantastic job, and, and you 
led the way on this with all of your expertise and your love for the country really came through. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to be able to talk with you today. I'm honored to be your guest. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for coming on. And Senegal is available at bookstores now. Makes a great gift. And we will be right back after this. This is Seattle Skies by Michael Tomlinson. 